0: welcome back everybody to the dip show the desert island pick show i'm your host thomas martin this is the show where i ask my guests if they were stranded on a desert island indefinitely what media would they bring if they could only bring one of each one book one album one movie one video game one tv show and i think i may be missing one but anyway that is the main premise here um some some few uh, quick kind of show starter things i want to talk about so i guess some housekeeping before we get started um surprise i said this show was going to be weekly like two episodes ago it is no longer weekly uh sorry y'all the summer is really busy uh, i'm taking summer classes i'm working um i'm going on a little bit of vacation all kinds of stuff so just to kind of make it easier we're going to do bi-weekly on this one um so far i still got some great guests lined up for the summer it should all be perfect so i'm still gonna bring you guys some great content going forward um but instead of every week it'll be weekly same time uh friday friday mornings is when i'm going to be, be posting them so keep an eye out for that um Secondly, uh, uh, the kind of big secondary nerdy podcast or even nerdier podcast that I've mentioned before on the show um, has uh, progressed. So that will be posted hopefully within the next two to three weeks. Uh, that recording will be happening next week. It's going to be a big session. I mean, this is going to be like a four to five hour podcast. Um, and we also have a name for it. Um, so this is going to be kind of a uh, video game kind of not crash course, but a video game analysis, deep dive on certain video game series. So the title here is Intro to Contemporary Gaming, a retrospective. And we're going to be doing these little mini seasons of three episodes apiece where we kind of dive into video game series. So um, you guys will probably hear me talk about that once or twice more in the next few episodes as it kind of launches. But keep an eye out for that. That is coming uh, in really hot. So I'm really excited about that, uh, pouring a lot of time and energy into that show. And I think it's going to be really, really fun. Um, But back to the dip show. Our guest this week on episode seven is Zoe. Zoe, you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hi there. Um, So first to start out, I'm going to say I'm not like other girls because all the other girls on the podcast have been duos and it's just me. Yeah, just you. And then I'd also like to say... This might be a longer episode I'm kind of thinking because I'm a bit of a rambler, but also I am cringe, but I am free, so I'm just going to like unabashedly talk about everything I love, and just so y'all know, I've actually like sat and thought about this since like the first episode. I was like, what an awesome prompt, what would I even take? Uh, But all of that goofiness aside, uh, my name's Zoe, I am currently an HR generalist studying human resources, Um, Thomas and I met in high school, and I'm actually living um in Arkansas right now working on um that bachelor's degree um but Thomas and I kind of ran around in similar circles I wouldn't yeah. say that we were like super close like I remember we sat at like breakfast together yeah um like I'm trying to think of like what else I think we I were
0: mean just the big one of, like, was like debate classes. and like UIL and stuff I oh, think oh yeah, yeah yeah but other than that <laughs> I, I mean it was like <laughs> we would always kind of like be right on those like overlapping spheres. Right. So like, yeah, like I remember like with band, like, like, like Charles was in band then, and I was in band. So we would sometimes see you and then like with either yeah. you would sometimes see like with Megan and stuff, it, it was, it was yeah. uh, mentioning people that only it was just like a know. weird, like, yeah. we kind of
1: like orbited each other yeah, in a weird
0: absolutely. way. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's so kind yeah. of
1: how we know each other.
0: Yeah, and so okay. the, the big one was debate, which I think is funny because this show is going to be a lot of rambling and talking, which it always is. But that I think kind of stems from there as well. Um, and yeah. so kind of doing that together was a lot of fun, and that's that's a lot of my memories of you is just us kind of hanging out at like debate tournaments, just being so tired, wanting to go home, and having to wait for whatever. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. it's an awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that that was kind of I guess the uh, the the main. Kind of grounds for our relationship was just kind of meeting there and kind of having those similar interests and doing those similar things, or at least being adjacent to each other in those areas. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, I think
1: that's a good way to describe it.
0: <laughs> okay. So, um so like always, you know, you have the five pieces of media. It's up to you which to pick first. All right. Okay. So
1: <laughs> I said I had my little list, right? Yeah. And so I have everything numbered how I kind of want to go. So Perfect. I think we're going to start with a TV show.
0: Let's do it. So.
1: We're actually going to start with TV show because I don't really know if I can talk a lot about it. And I was yeah. like, we're going to put that first because I feel like the first one is like the least memorable one. Yeah, go for um, it, yeah. So I really like had to sit and think. So I'm pretty interested in Japanese media across the board. And so I was like, do I do like a normal show? But like, I don't watch a lot of normal TV. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, so. For the very first like thing that came to mind was Football Alchemist Brotherhood. But that's not gonna be my pick. Okay. And so like I think on most of these, I'm gonna kinda cheat it a little bit because I'm gonna do like a normal pick and then like a Japanese media. Go for it. Go for it. (laughs) So um uh for my for my first pick, I decided for like normal TV show, I'm gonna do the comedy show Portlandia. Have you seen it?
0: Oh my god. oh that's a conversation we'll have in a second because that is its own ball of wax okay
1: (laughs) so so I decided like I did a lot of thinking I was like okay normal shows like I watched Teen Wolf when I was a teenager but I don't think that I could deal with that like on an island and so then I was like really thinking about it I'm like okay brand new a comedy show because like everyone else has done a comedy show but then also like portlandia appeals to my humor so much like my dad and i watched it together and actually i don't even think we finished it but each segment you can technically watch like by itself and like sure it kind of has like it's so like that yeah absolutely like it's just so weird i just love it so much whenever i remember it i was like oh my god okay we're doing portlandia
0: yeah i mean that's like (laughs) oh man yeah no go ahead go yeah go ahead no 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 no, no, no it's okay yeah, I mean, we'll, if we're ready we'll come dive back into to the
1: Portlandia
0: conversation, I'm I ready. think <laughs> I think we can come back to that one as well. I, I want to hear both picks to start off with, and then I and then I want to dive okay. into each of them. Okay.
1: okay. So then my next pick, my Japanese media pick, it's going to be an anime called Noragami.
0: Okay. Um, it
1: only has two seasons, which is a shame, like Noragami season three, please. Um, it is about, like, the whole premise is this girl gets accidentally entangled in, like, the mess of this god. And so, like, they kind of go on adventures. It has, like, a manga, but I binged two seasons of it when i was supposed to be judging a debate but like for whatever reason they never put me in rounds
0: yeah oh my gosh i was just able to
1: binge two seasons of anime and i got paid for it
0: so for those that don't know when you judge debate it is such a like temp type job where you know you're you're, there's a check at the end of the day but who knows what you're going to be doing you could have done for like i for me i did persuasive extemporaneous speaking for the majority of my debate career, and they got me judging like poetry or something. All right, so like that can happen, or like with Zoe's case, they just don't give you anything to do because maybe they don't have enough people or whatever. So you can just kind of hang out. I mean, I myself, I've played entire hours of Breath of the Wild on Switch uh, at, at debate tournaments that I've been trying to judge. So I've been there, you know. So my question is, like, was it just that short, or was it like you just had that much time?
1: Um, I think it's both. So. It's two seasons, and I think it's like 24 episodes long. Um, But it is also just, like, super compelling. So I was, like, skipping the outro, yeah. skipping the intros. like just into getting it, Getting yeah. to, the, the, yeah. like, the meat of the content. Um, and so, like, it 100% draws you in. It's such a good storyline. All of the characters are really well-rounded. Um, what kind of, like, ruined it for me is, like, season one kind of, like, ends on this, like, really tense moment where it's, like, <gasps> what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah. But then, like, you know there's a season two. And, like, it's, like, oh, dang. So... Like, I'm trying, like, to leave it as, like,
0: yeah spoiler free
1: as, like, spoiler-free as possible, but it's, like, really tense, but then it's, like, oh, like, with the season two stuff, like, you know it's gonna be okay. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, it's kind of nice that it's, like, oh, like, they're okay.
0: <laughs> That's how I feel um, about a lot of so, different shows, where it's, like, you know they're gonna be fine, but it's, like, relief, you know? It's, like, okay, awesome, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I remember sighing in relief whenever it was, like, fixed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, even though I knew. Like, I'm like, yeah. okay,
0: season, season two, season two. Well, that's yeah, great. So Those are great that picks. One. <laughs> um, the, the one I want to dive into the most is Portland, just because uh, I know it so well. And it's like, man, I that's a show that I have not watched. And I, don't, I can't give you a reason why because I never finished it. But I haven't watched it in so long. And that is such a show you can put on at any time without ever having watched anything else from it. And it's just funny. It's for those who don't know, it's, um, Oh gosh, what's his name? I know it's carries the woman, but Oh, what's his name? Um, the names elude me. I know, I it's not, it's talk. not Bill hater. It's one of the SNL alumnus from like the mid two thousands. Oh my, I feel so bad. Cause he's so good. I'm going to look it up yep. while we're talking because I feel that bad <laughs> about it. But Portlandy is this kind of really weird, almost like just, parody comedy show with little bitty skits some of which have have uh recurring characters all centered around the kind of goofiness of liberal portland especially in like the 2010s and like not as crazy as it is now if you're if you pay attention to current news but definitely like just the hilarity of you know some of the culture there with the food and some of the, you know, the uh, the independent run businesses and, you know, it really pokes fun at it. And so the cool thing about it is, is because it's not really tied together, there are some recurring characters, but you don't have to know the backgrounds. You can watch whatever you want of it. And it just, it's so funny and so smart with it, I would say. And I think for the island, it's like, Oh my God, that's almost near perfect. Because also, I mean, I love a lot of that kind of weird, like weird, absurd comedy. Like I know, um, uh tim robinson yeah. has a really great one called um you should leave or i think you should leave it's like one season on uh, on snl um mm-hmm. or not on, SNL, on on netflix and it's like it's good but it's really short and really intense portlandy is so much a show you can just put on and kind of relax to uh okay the guy i'm thinking of is fred armison fred armison uh fred yeah. armison and carrie brown brownstein brownstein yes. uh, uh they are phenomenal they are the main writers producers directors and they also play the majority of the main characters. Um, and it's just the main yeah. I mean, yeah, they are they play different versions of themselves in terms of like they'll do spins on themselves, they'll do totally new characters, they'll do they they'll have like a gender swap where they each play a different character and they kind of overtly play these like basic stereotypes and stuff. And it's really, really funny. Um and I think also it's just it's really like really well shot for how kind of basic yes. it is. It doesn't need to be that well shot, but, like, yes. the the intro is yeah. honestly like, phenomenal. Yeah. Wait, yeah, go ahead.
1: It's just so much fun. Like, you're never, like... Okay, so being on, like, a deserted island, aside from, like, trying to get off the island, like, you're never going to be bored watching yeah. Portlandia. Absolutely. Because, like, there's even things that, like, my family... Well, not really my family. My dad and I quote to each other. Like... Uh, for, for Christmas one year, Charles got me this button that said put a bird on it. <laughs> and so it's just like, there's just all of these, there's all of these little notes all the time, like sprinkled throughout it. Like another one of my favorite skits is like the Biker rights one. And oh so like my gosh, at random yeah. times, I'll just be like, Biker Writes!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's that kind of show where it's like, and I hate to say this because I don't mean to like trash on a lot of SNL because I think SNL is overly hated, unfortunately. But it really is like imagine all the great SNL skits that you watch that you're like, damn, that's really funny. But like you don't have to watch the whole episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like oh, that's a good skit on YouTube. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm not going to watch the whole SNL episode. And the show is just full of them. It's just like back to back. And I think like like for me, I'll never forget that kind of intro like with the music, like kind of the, the really cool. Like it's very yes. like, it's very like kind of green hued like digital camera basically montage of Portland but it's beautiful and it's like yeah. honestly really nice and then you get into just this goofy stupid show you know
1: yes exactly exactly oh and so whenever whatever I realized I was like okay my normal show is gonna be Portlandia I was like I cannot wait and now i like want to go and
0: rewatch it so <laughs> absolutely yeah I'm gonna have to go back and look at it because I just forget that I haven't been watching it is very long but it's like it's long yeah. you don't have to watch the whole thing so that's the good thing mm-hmm. is like if you're on the island you can just watch it forever and just kind of pick back up wherever, you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, honestly, oh man, like I will say not to get too political here, but one thing that I think is hilarious is I always use that show as an example of, well, liberals never make fun of themselves. I'm always like, dude, Portlandia <laughs> is wrong. the best. It's the best <laughs> at that. Cause he's like, for, like Fred Armisen is a pretty progressive person, but he's just like, no, nah, yeah. this is goofy or this is stupid or this is, you know, just like something that, that, that you should be able to make fun of because it is kind of silly, you know? Um yeah. oh, and I love that about it but that's that, those are some great picks all right that that, that was you. honestly you know you 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 started by saying like oh the first picks are kind of not as memorable that was, that was pretty damn good though. that's pretty good <laughs>
1: well I was just worried about it because I'm like I don't really actually watch a lot of tv like yeah. I watched a lot of anime at one point but like lately I just haven't even been watching anything yeah um and so on that note I've actually been listening to a lot of music there you go
0: all right perfect segue so
1: so the next uh, segment is uh, albums and I really had a hard time with this one so I have like three picks on here okay. but I'm not sure that I'm actually going to go with like all of them so yeah. my like first thought was like okay like should I do like Fall Out Boy who's like such a huge like influence on my life like I listened to them like all throughout high school blah 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 like they were my band like they were my artists of the decade I'm like now nah, we're not going to do Fall Out Boy and so then I was like okay well given the time frame you know like water parks just dropped a new album called greatest hit you just go stream it on spotify it's really good um so i was like maybe i should do like a water parks album because also at the same time i was like binging all of these yeah. water parks albums um so then i was like okay but then i really started thinking and I'm like, you know, most of the time when I'm listening to music, it's because I just want to vibe and chill out. Yeah. And so I decided I was going to go with City Girl's Neon Impasse because it has one of my all-time favorite songs on it. Um, and so City Girl is just like this really cool lo-fi artist. And uh, the song on there, I actually don't know how to pronounce it um, <laughs> because it's like Korean. And so like, I don't want to butcher it, but it's like one of the first songs on the album. It's on like every lo-fi playlist. I believe it's pronounced G G N GU, sunset. Um, but it's the one that's like, do, do, do,
0: do, do, do. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. That yeah. probably did not help you at all. No, no, like, I no. Mean, if you're familiar I, with lo-fi, I was looking probably, at it. You probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I was looking at it. I was like, that sounds familiar. And yeah, I recognize a lot of it. I recognize a lot of the names and tracks and stuff. <laughs> yep. Interesting. That's honestly a really good pick. I don't think we had anyone pick anything even close to like a lo-fi type type sound I mean it's always like instru- it's always like artists with vocals and instrumentals and you know, the kind of basic stuff but that's really good idea especially yeah, so for, like forever. My,
1: my original thought was actually like an OST for Howl's Moving Castle because I really like Howl's Moving oh, Castle as yeah. well and I'm like an OST is always going to be good because it's just like something cool to vibe to um, but especially *GN Sun- Sunset there's like a 20 minute version on youtube i think that has like waves in the background i'm like okay well i don't need like the 20 minute version i'm gonna have like yeah. real waves and i can just loop it exactly um, but i just really love list. like actually pretty much every night the past week i've been listening to like the twitch safe city girl playlist on spotify and i've just been like in my room like doing whatever just kind of like chilling and vibing and I think that like given the circumstance that you're stuck on an island indefinitely like just being able to kind of like chill and sit back and be like okay like favorite playlist going
0: yeah everything's gonna be okay yeah absolutely (laughs) I mean that's a great that's a great plan and like (laughs) that's interesting to think about yeah because like I think about a lot of kind of my more like stressful times where like my normal quote-unquote music like doesn't really cut it and it's like, yeah, I listen to like instrumentals. Like I, I know like for me, it's always like Elder Scrolls, like Skyrim and that kind of stuff. Like that kind of yep. instrumentals are great. Um, I know like I'm playing The Last of Us right now for for the, actually for the other podcast I was talking about. And oh, my God, for such a depressing, anxiety-ridden game, the music is just beautiful. And it's like I've always gravitated to that when I'm feeling kind of stressed or overwhelmed. And if you're just stuck on this island forever and you're kind of like homesick or whatever, that's honestly a great kind of plan. And Lo-Fi... It's so interesting. I want to talk to you about this because I want to hear your opinion on it since you s- seem to listen to quite a bit of it, okay? Like, okay. it seems like such a kind of, like, early Gen Z thing. Like, I I, I think about, I'm like, when... Because I thought about this really recently, and this is a tangent for our listeners. I know the show keeps getting longer, but people seem to love be it. enjoying it. So, yeah. Um, lo-fi is so fascinating to me because I love it. I'm not, like, a massive fan of anything. I don't know a lot of the artists, but I do, like, the lo-fi that I have in my playlist and stuff, I do enjoy I look back on it, I'm like, where the hell did this come from? Like, you know, rock, jazz, hip hop, they all have these, like, evolution, these histories. Lo-fi just seem to appear, you know? And it's like, I can think mm-hmm. back to, like, we had, a, we had a teacher when we were in high school, now a good friend of ours, Mr. Donaldson. Uh, Michael, by the way, is his first name, uh, <laughs> who who used to play this Still stuff all the him time. Still Donaldson. Yeah, and so he used to play this stuff Not all the time. I don't even first name him. Yeah, well I I know one thing too but is yeah. like when you when you when you give him when you give him the Michael, he doesn't really like that all the time. Um he, he, he's a fun guy. But uh yeah, he used to always play that and he used to always have that like in the classroom or like you know before when we were working on stuff or before class. That was like my first major memory, I think. And like seeing those YouTube playlists that are the 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 loop of the girl studying, you know, and with the headphones yeah. and it was lo-fi. That's like my first memory of it. But like, you know, wh- when did you get into it? And like what what has what your kind of journey with it been? Um, okay,
1: so I think that mine's pretty similar years in that like whenever Donaldson would play in the classroom um but I also think so this is gonna be like kind of goofy but you know cringe for free (laughs) um I was on study tumblr
0: (laughs) nice
1: like eighth and ninth grade and then like maybe up until 10th grade and then like kind of dabbled in 11th and 12th Yeah dabbled a little bit, like, before, like, school starts, you know, it's, like, get that study motivation, um, but I kind of remember seeing, like, playlists there, um, and the only other place I can maybe think about being kind of exposed to it is eight tracks, um, when I would just, like, playlist jump, so, like, I like listening to a lot of different kinds of music, um, and I was, I was actually considering doing, um, exposing your listeners to Japanese rap. Oh really. Um, yeah, so I was I was kind of thinking about that. I'm like, no, I can't be, I can't be too crazy, but uh <laughs> listen to Dotama's album. <laughs> uh, any of his albums they are all really good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but um I was actually kind of like thinking about taking a live album with me uh, yeah. because I listened to Dotama's live album and I really enjoyed that one. Um, just because like This is a total tangent. So if y'all want to like fast forward, (laughs) um, uh, I listened to Dotama's live album and he like, as all live albums do, they have like segments where they're just speaking Japanese. And I just love one. I love his voice. So he has like a very kind of like specific, like, I don't know how to describe voices, but it's like a higher pitched guy voice. Um, and I've kind of noticed that I like that, like, as far as like people who sing, um, so like there's a couple of different artists that i like water parks especially kind of has like a higher pitched voice um but that aside um i just one really like his voice and then two like just japanese as a language i think is really cool um and i'd like to learn it but that aside i think that's probably how i got like exposed to lo-fi is study tumblr being in class with donaldson and then maybe eight tracks
0: yeah that makes sense i mean and honestly like japan is interesting for that because like, my first major artist that even used any kind of... And by no means was he the first. I'm not even going to act like, oh, this was the guy that did it. Like, no, no, no. This was my first kind of um, foray into it was uh, Joji, uh, mm-hmm. the, the old YouTuber Filthy Frank. Love his stuff. And he, like, nowadays, isn't he's more of a mainstream kind of guy now. But his first EP was just all lo-fi stuff. And at the time in high school, like, the way it kind of hit, it's one of my favorite, like, albums of all time. And and I think Japan is interesting with that because I know there's also the um, the... I don't know if he's a beat, just a beat maker, an artist in general. Um, oh my God. I just forgot his name. He died in a car crash in like his forties. It was a huge loss. And he like, he did a lot of stuff like with hip hop and stuff like that. He would bring kind of these softer kind of lo-fi beats with like American hip hop, like hip hop artists would come over and kind of work with him. And it was incredible. Um, and now I feel awful that I can't remember his name. And uh, Julian, uh, one of the people we've had on the show, he's going to kill me for that. Cause he's the one that told me about him. Um, So anyway, but yeah, no, that kind of vibe and that kind of like,
1: Okay. Before we move on, yeah. Yeah. you mentioning Joji actually like unlocked a memory of you and I, I think I was like, I'm going to start this YouTube channel. I'm going to interview all of my friends and their creative processes. Do you remember that? Oh my
0: God. Yes. <laughs> and You showed
1: me, you showed me on the car ride back Joji. And I remember I was like, I need to like check him out more. I never yeah. did, but that,
0: I think, was also another <laughs> early exposure listen, to know? Lo-Fi. <laughs> give him a listen. I mean, his, his, to be honest, like, his newer stuff is great. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's returned a little bit to some of the, that Lo-Fi roots. But he's, like, I mean, he's a big artist now. So he's, like, he's yeah. not having to rely on that kind of production anymore. But that first EP, In Tongues, with well, like, it's got a blue cover. It's him kind of, like, underwater. Yep. And stuff like that. Phenomenal. Like, it's underrated, in my opinion. It just it doesn't do anything groundbreaking. It's just really good. Um, and for Lo-Fi, especially, it's phenomenal. But, um, yeah, no, give that give him a listen. Um, I forgot about that. Oh, my God. um yeah I was kind of like preaching the gospel of Joji for a year or so because his stuff just to me was like oh my god this is so good and and it was such an interesting thing I think we are seeing especially in our generation YouTubers and celebrities that like have not done anything musically getting into music and just being really good at it or really creative um and just kind of like whoa that's like different you know and so like uh Joji was a honestly controversial just kind of like dark comedy YouTuber who went really far sometimes like did some kind of crazy stuff and just completely abandoned it to become this like really kind of serious music maker. And it's amazing, you know? And so, yeah, absolutely. Check them out um, for all the listeners that haven't uh, uh, listened to him, check them out. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that was, that was a great pick. Um, and honestly uh, I was going to mention one other thing that you reminded me with when you talked about Japanese rap and that is Japanese city pop. I have not gotten too much into it, but I've gotten just, I've dipped my toes in just a tiny bit. Phenomenal. So good. Like, you know, like, the use of, like, almost, like, the jazz instrumentals, but then, like, the kind of synths and the keyboards, it's just, it's incredible, you know? Have you listened yeah. to any of that? Um,
1: I honestly don't think I've listened to a lot of, like, Japanese city pop specifically. I've, okay, so I'll be honest, I've only really dabbled in Japanese rap, and that's because yeah. of a multimedia project that I got interested in um, that will probably blow people's minds if I talk about it, <laughs> um, but, I ended up, like, getting into this, like, multimedia project that was based around the concept of Japanese rap. And then I was like, okay, like, I want to actually understand, like, like where it's taking its inspiration from. And yeah. so then I started listening to Japanese rap and oh, good Lord. It's so embarrassing. I love <laughs> Japanese rap. <Yeah. laughs> Do I understand it? No, but I really just love listening to it. Like their flows are so interesting. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm going to kind of promote another artist. Um, Creepy nuts has a song um, that translates to how to get high legally. And so <laughs> in the song, it's talking about like, um like the main chorus line is sex and drugs and rock and roll um spoken in english but it's like talking about how like listening to music will give you like the same effect as like yeah. having sex doing drugs like all of these other things and so like the music video is really fun because it's uh it's a group of two guys it's like the rapper than the um uh, like the mc or whatever yeah. and he like the MC is running around with like this boombox, like breaking into like these people like doing drugs and stuff, yeah. and then it's like it turns into like this whole concert. It's so cool, I love it so much. Um, so that's that's creepy nuts. Um, DoTama is just a real DoTama's story is kind of cool. So from what I understand, DoTama is a, like a Japanese salaryman turned rapper. Oh, really? um, and so he has one song that was like. He, he ended up, like, producing a song for that Japanese rap project, and uh, it, like, kind of references one of his other songs, and talking about, like, the Japanese, like, business culture, and then uh, I'm specifically gonna shout out Morning Rush, because it has Ken the 3600 on it, which I'll, he's another rapper I really like, um, and like just morning rush is such a good song like it's so like light and fresh I really yeah. love listening to it um, but it's talking about like getting up in the morning and like getting through the slog of the day which I really relate to being an HR generalist yeah. right now
0: <laughs> I can imagine yeah no that's that's fantastic yeah I mean I'm gonna have to check some of that out for sure I, I've dialed a little bit in like international like rap a little bit I'm, I'm more on the other side of the uh of the Atlantic where with, like, with mm-hmm. like a lot of the UK rap, some of the, uh, like in Nigeria, they got some really cool guys like that kind of stuff. And so I need to, I need to check yeah. that out for sure. Cause I, I think that right now rap internationally is kind of how rock was like in the eighties and nineties, where it's like people yeah. are really doing some cool stuff internationally with it. We just don't hear about it because we're in America, you know, we're isolated with it. Right. It's, it's usually just English music. Um, so interesting. that's, that's actually really cool. i gonna check them out. Um, yeah. any, any last kind of bits on the album picks any kind of last, things? um,
1: no, I don't really think so. Um, other than, like, just as a reminder, my pick was Neon Impasse by City Girl. I know we kind of talked around yeah, that about Yeah, that some happens others, all so. the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I guess I kind of want to add this in. Um, like, by no means am I versed in, like, the culture and the history and, like, the struggle behind like American rap and like where it comes from like Japanese rap like is a derivative of like what American rap is and like talking about like the struggle and the history behind that. And like I don't mean to say like, oh like I prefer Japanese rap. Doesn't like that doesn't mean or negate anything. Oh, from, don't like, worry.
0: No, no. The worry real struggle.
1: It. I don't yeah, know I like no, this is kind of a thing that I was like made aware of like listening to that other media project so I was like hmm I should like try and like branch out more and like understand so that's kind of like where it comes from it comes from like a place of like wanting to learn more about it but I'll be honest I haven't done my due diligence and like listen to like real American rap yet
0: I mean it's all right like I I will say one thing to like kind of take a second for it like music to me is fascinating because I've seen as someone who grew up with every freaking genre almost imaginable either like given to me through like CDs whatever you know blah 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 or me kind of seeking it out. I've always been kind of just like loving it all. And some people get really defensive about their music and sometimes rightfully so, right? Like, but I think what's funny is every genre has such a deep history, oftentimes of struggle and of telling their story that I think is in in some ways equal, but only some are like kind of gatekeeped. So like, for example, I've seen a recent movement with country where not the kind of country you'd see on the radio, but some of these kind of like really like kind of rough, like poor communities, like in Appalachia, that be like, look, this music isn't about like party, like our music that we call country. is not about partying and having fun and, or not having fun, but you know, partying and kind of right. you know getting girls and whatever. It's about like the struggle. And it's about like living here and like getting through the day, like, you know, like hip hop was in the eighties yeah. and nineties. And even today, but like, like, you know, the roots of the music. Right. And so right. I think that like, don't worry about it. I think that one that I think people could benefit from this is my opinion here is doing both enjoying the music yeah. and learning about it where you know, okay this is what it was you know from it's not just the kind of radio hits and the fun of it like I do kind of cringe a lot like with you know I love TikTok like <laughs> but like I cringe so much when I see music that it's just artists like pouring their soul out and people are just like doing dances to it and it's like guys yeah. like come on you know but you know, that, it's just music, right? So, yeah, don't yeah. worry about that. Um, and, like, you know, and, and I used I to preface it. I think that it was going to
1: be a big deal, but, like, yeah. I don't know. I just kind of wanted to, like, say, like, hey, like, I'm interested in Japanese rap, and I've only checked out Japanese yeah. rap, and I think it sounds cool. I don't yeah. know the it's history. It's all good. And, you, don't,
0: you know, you don't owe, yeah. like, I thing too, is, like, you know, you don't owe people. Like, you can enjoy stuff. Like, you know, for example, and this goes into cinema, too, I love a lot of, like, artsy-fartsy kind of cinema, but yeah. it's like when people are like, "Oh, well, the the Avengers or the Marvel movies; those are those are not cinema." It's like, shut up! Like they're movies, and people enjoy them. It's like them, and they're they, movies, they are cinema. Yeah, it's like it's fun. You know, you don't you don't have to explain to somebody why you like it like to a certain extent. Yeah. So yeah, don't worry about it. And I used to have a disclaimer on the episodes. I just kind of stopped doing it. Of like, hey, like right. nobody on here is an expert by any means. Like yeah. even the fields that we most of us major in, we are college students. We're not experts at, at all. You know, we're learning. So it's like, yeah, don't worry about it. And if someone's <laughs> that offended, like don't listen to the show, like, like, it's okay, like, don't worry, skip the episode, I don't know, Um, but yeah, don't worry about it, um, no, 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 that was a great pick, um, so you got three left, which one do you want to do?
1: Okay, so we're gonna move on to movie. Okay. So, I really struggled with movie as well, because I was like, hmm, what movie would I really be able to watch over, and over, and over, and so I was like, you know, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out and say it, it's going to be Howl's Moving Castle for my All for my right. Japanese media pick, okay? Like I love I love the version I love the dubbed version, okay, with Christian Bale's deep voice for Howl, okay? Like my beautiful my beautiful wizard man Howl. <laughs> okay, like I love him so much, and I actually love Howl's Moving Castle enough that I read the book.
0: Wow, and okay. the book
1: is nothing like the movie, but they're both very good, beautiful forms of media. So I was like, okay, I feel like saying Howl's Moving Castle is going to be so cheesy. Like, come on, Zoe, you can do better than that. And so I sat and I thought about it some more. And then I realized, well, what's a movie that you know, every time it's on TV, I sit and I watch it, and that's going to be The Fifth Element.
0: Oh my gosh, that, ooh, that's a throwback. See, that's a movie I've only seen once, but was so freaking cool when I saw it. It is so good. Oh, my gosh.
1: My family and I quote it all the time. Very, like, my whole family. Yeah, We quote it all the time, like... It's just, like, a part of our vocabulary. Like, there's so many good scenes and there's so many just weird scenes in the movie. that, oh my gosh. Like, it's so quotable. It's so much fun. It's just, like, it has every element. Like, it has action. It has adventure. It has romance. It has saving the world. Like, you can't go wrong with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, like, that's just, like was so cool because I saw that so later in life and like i have already such a diehard sci-fi fan I'm like Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever. And this movie was like, nah, dude, we're just having fun. Like you don't have to go yep. crazy with like you know, It has some lore, but you don't have to go crazy with it. You know, and I loved it. It was so fun. But I, okay, so yes. for those that don't know though, because I'm going to tell you something that you're probably going to hate me for. I've only seen two Miyazaki Earth, well, two and a half Miyazaki films, okay. not Howl's Moving Castle. So for those that okay. don't know, including me, I know some bits of it from like cultural exposure. What is All Howl's right. Moving Castle?
1: Okay, so Housewives of Castle at its core is, uh, the movie version is a story about romance. Uh, it follows the, the plight of poor Sophie Hatter, who gets cursed to be, into being an old lady. Um, and so then the only way to break the curse is true love. But however, <laughs> at the same time, there's a war going on. And nice. um, so, you know, just like the trials and tribulations of falling in love and also dealing with a war. And, you know, dating a wizard. <laughs>
0: okay that sounds actually really good i need to watch it then that's interesting
1: that might have been like a too hyped up answer but i
0: mean me never seemed to disappoint i just haven't i will say the biggest tragedy to me right now is that like good classic anime seems to be a lot harder to come by thankfully at least i think hbo max has most of them so i can watch them easier Mm -hmm. but up until like two years ago like you had to go buy them in blu-ray and like Shit's expensive. Like, I yeah. bought... The two movies that I've seen were ones that I had seen... I don't even remember how, but I loved them enough to buy them, and that was Grave of the yep. Fireflies, which is just heartbreaking. And okay. uh, I believe it was Miyazaki's quote-unquote final film, but I don't know if it actually was. Uh, the Wind Rises, about, like, the the, the main, like, airplane oh, okay. designer. You know, it, Those the are very two kinda, that I
1: actually haven't seen. Yeah,
0: they're, they're very, like, non-fantastical. I mean, they, there's elements for sure, but, mm-hmm. like, The Wind Rises was phenomenal to me because it was the first one I ever saw from him. It was an anime that I could watch like with my grandma and she like got yeah. it. And she was like, whoa, this is beautiful. Cause it was this kid like grows up like the end of World War One, and he like wants to be an airplane pilot. He has bad eyesight. So instead he becomes an engineer, wants to design airplanes wants to design these beautiful, like awesome travel planes. And then war breaks out and Imperial Japan's like, hey, you're going to design warplanes," And it's like, oh, yeah, and, you know. And so it's a really kind of beautiful movie about that. Um, but I, I will say like anything Mizaki have ever seen has been great. And, and I remember I saw bits of um, Princess Mononoke and Porco Rosso I think in Donaldson's Mm -hmm. class and I was like man I gotta I gotta finish it I gotta go watch these you know in a better environment kind of thing to sit down and finish them because they're just phenomenal they're so good and like every every other film I've seen that that, that's 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 animated is like not as good or like not the same energy to me he is like and it's kind of cringy to say this he is like like the kind of Pixar of Mm -hmm. Like anime. He, like, yeah. You know he's what I mean? like he's such
1: an extremely talented and well-known artist. Um like I, I can only say like from an American perspective. Like I don't I haven't like done the research like on the Japanese side, but he's like big enough to have like a really nice museum over there. Yeah. Um so
0: yeah, I've seen I would say yeah. that he's pretty successful. Oh yeah, yeah. And like I mean, like there's also something special to say because I know me and uh me and my friends have been talking about this lately about like kind of quote unquote like vintage or classic anime because like I've been getting to that lately. Like with with like uh like my friend Julian once again. Hey Julian, I'm shutting you out for the eighth time. Um, he showed me Akira like last fall for the first time. We sat down and we watched it, and it was glorious. It was so freaking good. Like and to realize that that's like one of the like pillars of of what anime is, is like wow you know. And for those that kind of like casually watch like you know Naruto or whatever, and like I never watched like classic anime. As someone who's watched a little bit of both, or at least enough of both to like kind of the difference, to me it's the hand drawn, it's the kind of, the way the cells seem to move, you know, the way the art is just colored. It's like, it's just, it's so much more gritty and kind of real, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Miyazaki
0: has always had that to me.
1: Yeah, and what I also like about like Miyazaki's films is like, obviously you can just like sit and watch and just like enjoy it. But then uh, like from my understanding, you know, he is very, uh, how do I say this? Uh, he has very clear stances and if you know what you're looking for then you can see it there and you can see like the commentary that he's making on society and like the various like different things i think that's just really cool um and then i I actually saw oh sorry go ahead go ahead no uh this is kind of like leading us in another direction but uh i saw this tweet and it was talking about how in miyazaki films um they make sure to add space where the characters aren't like doing a lot, but um, like stuff is still happening. And so, like, that space to breathe. Um, and so, I was like, I've just been like thinking about that concept, like the space to breathe, mm-hmm. um, and how just how nice it is. And like, that's really kind of like what adds that depth, um, giving you that space to breathe um, and allowing you to like absorb in every like message.
0: Oh, I just yeah. think that's real cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, that, what I was gonna say, like kind of that kind of ties into a little bit is like I think all the messages to me are so kid friendly because his stances his commentary to me is never controversial it's a very basic like hey let's not have war let's not destroy yeah. the environment you know that's like something I think everyone should be able to get behind and yeah. I think that that concept of room to breathe is very fascinating I think I've seen that too in a lot of live action in in movies you don't expect it either like I know I the one thing that came to mind was Harry Potter where mm-hmm. there's so many scenes where Harry's just like chilling out and not always yeah. like because he wants to he just has to think through things i think that's not only like good to develop a kind of sense of personality to a character and kind of feel like they're more grounded but it also for like a kids movie shows kids like hey guys you can stop and like breathe and think and like kind of take a moment for yourself yeah. you know it's not all action and adventure yeah well i will say that was a fantastic pick especially because <laughs> from my limited experience of mizaki those films are always like, you can just put them on and watch them and it feels like the whole day yep. went by. You know what I mean? Yep.
1: And uh, like, for me, there's just some, like, the the movie version of How's Moving Castle really emphasizes their romance. And so, as someone who is very romantic, I just love watching them fall in love. Yeah. Like, it's just, uh, there's just so much I love about watching them fall <laughs> in love. It's just, oh, I just love it so much. It makes my heart flutter. Yeah. Um If you want, I'll go into, like, the book differences the book talks yeah. about talks more about um, like the world around them and it looks a lot more into sophie as a character because like obviously it's a book you have time to explore that um and this is also kind of good because i was going to talk about books next perfect so yeah so, um just kind of as a segue uh, i really enjoyed the book because they are fundamentally different stories the war is actually not as big in the book okay um, and It's actually kind of a, I guess, spoiler, even though this book has been out forever and ever and ever, and it's, like, a kid's book, so you can get through it in a day. Um, It talks about, like, there's, like there's like time travel kind of okay like okay actually I I say time travel it's not really time travel it's like space hopping so like they go from one area to a different area like Howl is from like Wales (laughs) and like I just remember reading parts of it being like what is going on in this book (laughs) like this isn't anything like the movie but I knew that going in um and it focuses more on like the Wicked Witch and how like the reason the witch cursed Sophie is because Howl was like interested in sophie and so like she was interested in the witch huh, okay her. yeah like, it's just like it's kind of a lot more tangled and like yeah. there's like some really cool like threads that like don't really make sense in the movie but make a lot yeah. more sense in, in the, the book, book you know because yeah. like it's the book yeah that um, but also yeah. like they are two fundamentally different pieces of media but they're both so good and they both have yeah. good
0: messages so. i love that i love when that happens that, the book if you want that happens all the time like i, I know like my big one is world war z is one of my favorite books of all time and the book mm-hmm. is The movie could not be fundamentally different. Like the book is about zombies. It's a zombie book. It's about like this, like very realistic, almost like journalistic uh, archive of different stories from around the world of this fictional zombie apocalypse where the zombies are these slow walking classic kind of zombies. And it's not about one person. It's about all these people, right. About the world. And the Mm -hmm. movie is a freaking action movie with Brad Pitt as the main hero. And then the zombies aren't just The zombies run like at light speed. Yeah. And they're like (laughs) a, uh, they form these like waves and stuff. It's so weird. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, so you just said like F the whole, the whole source material, but I do like it though. It's a good movie, Yeah. you know? So yeah, I love when that happens. Like when you can have both, they're not the same, but they're good. And then yes. it, it, to me, it makes you want to go back and watch them. Like, like really random, kind of very short <laughs> One thing that I've seen is a problem with that when you don't do that is the Disney live action remakes, especially really? Lion King. It's like, this is the same movie with just photo. Like, like, if someone made a fan video on YouTube of, hey, I made the opening scene of Lion King with photorealistic animals, I'd watch that. I don't want to watch a full movie that is just Lion King with photorealism. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> yeah. when you don't at least mix it up a little bit, yeah. it's like, why would I watch the other one? Or why would I watch the lesser one? You know what I mean? Yeah. So with books, That's
1: actually good. That's a good thing. I haven't even thought about
0: that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, why would I like, like, I'll give it another example too. I love Ready Player One do not hate me in the comments and there's no comments It's Spotify. So, but, but I, I get it. The book is really cringy and really cheesy, but I love it. It's like popcorn movie, you know, but yeah. the movie is just kind of like, Oh, that's, that's cool. They're different, but like, I don't think it's that great. And so I've never been yeah. like, Oh, I want to go back and watch the movie. It's always, I want to go back and read it, you know? Yeah. So with books, speaking of books, um, what is your book pick?
1: Okay. So book picks to be kind of fun. Um, I sat and thought on this while also because apparently all I do is sit and think (laughs) from the way I've introduced every single one of these. Um, But I was thinking, should I do like a classical book, like some kind of like Grimm's fairy tales thing, or maybe I should do like, I have like a nice, like Barnes and Noble, pretty copy of Alice in Wonderland that I haven't gotten around to reading. And so I'm like, people do Alice in Wonderland. I love Alice in Wonderland inspired things. Yeah. and so then I kind of ended up settling on the Aragon Inheritance Cycle series.
0: Oh, boy. Uh,
1: so I was a dragon girl as a child. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know, the concept of a horse girl, just kind of like that, but dragons. With like dragons. Any, any kind of dragon media I could get my hands on, I was reading. Um, and so I remember, like, <laughs> I remember watching the Aragon movie like as a little girl and being like, oh my God, it's so cool. And then like a while later, I read the books and then I watched the Aragon movie again yeah. and I was like, oh Lord, this was an awful movie. Yeah. Um, but there is specifically one scene in Aragon that like really sticks out to me, even to this day. I haven't read the Aragon books since I was in Arkansas the first time. Um, and so <laughs> that probably doesn't help anyone except for like <laughs> a few really close people. But that's probably like, It's before high school,
0: so So, still a while. Yeah,
1: yeah, eighth grade. I don't know. Uh, I like categorize all my time by where I was living. Yeah. So, uh, like Texas, Arkansas one. Now Arkansas Arkansas two.
0: The 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 Arkansas Strikes Back.
1: Yeah, Arkansas Strikes Back. That's Arkansas three.
0: Arkansas Drift. Yeah, you just got to keep. going.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, like you just have to kind of like keep track of it. So that's that's unfortunately how I keep track of time. Anyway, read the books. Arkansas one, and I remember this scene. It's with... Um, is the boy's name Aragon, or is that the dragon's name? I don't
0: remember. Anyway, is, the main character... It's been a long time since I've read it. Like, <laughs> See, seriously. Like, I, no, no, says, no. His name is Aragorn. Because a dragon's name is like a freaking pun on like sapphire, right?
1: Yes, you're right. Yeah,
0: you're right. yeah. God. Okay. okay. So obviously I, after, I need to reread the books. After you so. talk about this, I got to tell you something that, that unfortunately ruined the books for me. Kind of oh, with no. that. So let's talk real quick though about the scene. <laughs> that, no, because I, I do want to hear like what you love about it before I tear it down. I just want to hear like, because I, I do love it. Also, I have a backstory with it. But, but like, I want to hear what, what is the scene though, that you like, you really like. Okay. Love?
1: So there's like the specific scene in my mind that for whatever reason, I am so inspired by, like, I remember being 16 and like being a lifeguard and like thinking like whenever I was 16 and a lifeguard, y'all, I was writing stories on stand because you stand, you're like you're up there and it's so boring. Anyway, so there's this scene where, like, I think they're standing on a cliff or something, and they're, like, having this discussion. I don't remember if it's, like, tense, but I just remember them being on the cliff. Like, the imagery is so clear in my mind. I think it's also in the movie, which maybe helps as to why it's so clear in my mind. But they're on this cliff, and they have horses, and I don't know where the dragon is, but that scene is just so clear and vivid in my mind, and it's just, like, I have to reread Aragon so I know what this scene is even about. (laughs) But yeah, that, that is the whole reason nice, I want to read nice. Aragon on the deserted island. <laughs> I mean,
0: so I don't think it's terrible at all because I remember how much, and I still have it. I need to honestly, I, I should probably try to read it, but I like when I was, I was a little bit younger. Like, I think it was fifth grade was like the big, like I got into, I got the book for whatever reason, like just, I almost used a bad choice of words, just tore through the first book and was like, this is great. And then didn't have the second book. You know, you're freaking fifth grade. You're yeah. not out there buying books. And eventually got a copy of the second one, Eldest, which was like a really cool, like red cover. Mm-hmm. Which by the way, this is how good they appeal to people that love like dragons and are kind of like basic imagery people. Each book is just a badass portrait of a dragon with yep. like a main color scheme. <laughs> it's so cool. Anyway, and so like I got the second one, and for whatever reason, I never got past like I got halfway. And by the way, these books are big. Like Aragon yeah, One's not as big, but like Aragon or Aragon Two, Eldest, and then like like so what's crazy too is they keep getting bigger. Like Harry Potter, yeah. for example, gets bigger subtly. There's only four books in the series, and they get big. And so, yeah, like the second one like is crazy. Huge. Yeah, and so I was in like sixth grade. It's so like I was not prepared to read the whole thing. So I got to like half of it and just never finished it. Right. So I had a lot of that lore and like the mm-hmm. knowledge of it. Still kind of like, oh, I love that world, whatever. But I, I went back, so for the for the listeners that have probably heard this three times now, I used to work at Barnes and Noble. And I went back and I I literally there's a really cool program, at Barnes and Noble. I hope this isn't a secret, where you can check out a, any kind of hardcover book they have, as long as they have more than one in stock and as long as it's a hardcover, you can check it out for I think like a week or so. Um it's kind of like a like a cool like lending kind of program thing. Um as long as you don't, you know, you don't damage it, whatever. So I checked out Aragon again because my copy was just falling apart and started reading it, whatever. I was like, this is kind of cool, you know, and then like was kind of like reading it, whatever. And I was just kind of getting back into it and kind of like rereading online some of the stuff about the world, whatever. And someone pointed out a crippling review of it that stuck in my head and I could not unsee it. Aragon, oh at least the first book, is just Star Wars in this fantasy world. And I went, no, no, no. And the more you look at the characters and the detailed plot of like this, like this like MacGuffin device, you know, the egg that gets yep. like stolen in the very beginning from an attack and is like, portaled somewhere it's like it, it, it's star wars dude and it's like it just for whatever reason i could not finish it. i was like oh like this is just Aww. i couldn't do mess and i know that the second the third and the fourth book are definitely not that they're really cool and i remember the second book had this cool thing about like these elves and yeah. this whole extra world but for whatever reason i could not finish the first one because all i could think was this is just, written just off, star wars. wars yeah so that's the thing i heard about it that like had kind of killed my hype of it you know
1: surprised that it killed your hype like you eat such a big Star Wars I know, fan I, I guess because
0: I know I what thought, happens I don't but know but I would
1: have thought that you would have been like how are they doing this differently like oh this scene is supposed to be this like mirror like whatever I find out stuff like that I'm like no way
0: I know and I genuinely don't know why because like I already read it so it's like I already know how it ended but I just don't know I just for some reason I was like oh okay and and, and part of it may be because when it comes to, like fantasy I'm way behind like I I yeah. own both the first two books of the Game of Thrones series and the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy, and I've never read them. Like this year, I'm my big mission this year, and thankfully, fingers freaking crossed, I am almost done with the first book, is to get through, get through the main Lord of the Rings trilogy. Because I got through The Hobbit like when I was a kid. Never got through these. So with fantasy, it's also maybe because when I realized, oh, I've already read this, and I already know the main plot of the first one. Let me just go read something else. I, I kind of want to get checked off my bucket list yeah. anyway. But yeah, maybe one day I'll return to it. Because I mean, like, I've heard that they're really cool, and that, and that they get really like, kind of mm-hmm. cooler But yeah, Mm -hmm. just that first book, you know, Star Wars. But no, like as a series, I think it's really cool to kind of bring on because to me, the benefit of it also, and this is for anyone out there that's even remotely interested in reading fantasy, it really is like, kind of like, this is going to insult both Aragon fans and Lord of the Rings fans. Like, to me, it's like Lord of the Rings Jr. Where it's like, it's so much easier to read. And like, look, I love Tolkien. I'm reading him right now. But Jesus Christ, okay? He is like too much sometimes. And so aragon it's like a very basic lore, very basic maps. I mean, like all that kind of stuff. And I think you that- You can
1: follow along with it yeah. and it's enjoyable. It's just like a good standard fantasy that you'll be able to get through. It's going to suck you in. It has good characters. It has a, obviously it has a good plot. Um, and like, you're going to be able to like lose yourself in that world. And that's kind of what I was thinking about yeah. um, as I was making my picks is what am I going to be able to like really lose myself in? Because, you know, like- boredom is going to kind of be the biggest deal on the island like yeah because i think you've kind of like set it up towards like the main point of the show you know is to focus on the media and yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah.
0: okay so yeah, you don't need to worry about you know that's why i, tell I don't people have like, to like yeah don't I to people, fishing. yeah don't pick like a fishing guide or like a morse code book like just play the game you know yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah that's that's no i think it's perfect because yeah it, it's it's a it's a book you don't have to like strain yourself to read but it still immerses you in that world. And it is a cool world. Like I remember there were some really fascinating things that world did that I thought were just so well done. Like, yeah, sure. It's rooted from Star Wars, but like one cool thing about the world is there's like a weird, like religious kind of cult thing that like with like the weird, I remember it's like the weird like spiked.
1: Yeah, it was a whole thing. like spiked tower yeah. town and like yeah. they, had, they had to get through it for whatever yeah. reason. Then, I think like the egg had passed yeah. through there or something.
0: And like, I remember some cool things too is like, um, like most fictional worlds, just gonna say it their maps suck even tolkien sorry i know he's like the first one to do it but like jesus you go all over the place and you're not really sure what's what like there's no rhyme or reason right like and and with 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 that world's like yeah, yeah the the west coast is the main inhabited coast the main civilization blah 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 the middle is just desolation we don't know what's there and then the far east is maybe something simple to to the chase still fantastical still mysterious that's how you do it you know what i mean And so, like, that was a cool element. And then the coolest thing I think it did, and this is, like, a shout-out, because, like, I think this is the best magic system you can make. I hate magic systems that are unclear. Like, I love Lord of the Rings so far, and I love The Hobbit. But, oh, my God, Gandalf and the other wizards are just doing stuff, and there's no real metric for how, why, Mm -hmm. how much power can they use up, right? (laughs) And in Aragon, it's this cool system similar to, like, the Force in Star Wars, which this, I guess, is a cool comparison, where – your magic ability is all about how much you've trained. And so your like life force is the maximum amount of magic you can give. So for example, in this book, if you just like use a freaking lightning bolt to kill somebody, you could also be dead because you've used so much energy. And that was a very simple magic system that I think was just like, Oh, that makes sense to a kid. I was like fifth grade. I was like, Oh, that's logical. I can get behind this, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not, well, these elf gods and in, in 2000 years ago granted him with this gift. And it's like, no, it's just simple, you know? So yeah, yeah I think that's perfect. I think that's, a great pick for the book. Um, one thing I want to ask, ask with the book is the comic section. Now, this is usually optional. Of course, it can be comics, manga, whatever. Yeah, okay. Do you have a pick for this? I think I you do. do. Okay, I yeah. do. <laughs> you can
1: tell by this gigantic smile on my face. So. My pick for the manga section, comic section, um, is a series called Witch Hat Atelier. Um, I cannot recommend this series enough. This was one of the first manga series I started reading after I joined, uh, anime Twitter of all places. <laughs> um, but it's about this girl who is training to become, a, uh, training to become a witch, and the art style is just so beautiful. It's so gorgeous. The story is amazing. Um, it follows her and, uh, her teacher. And then there's, I think three other girls. I actually haven't like caught up with it. I'm actually a little bit behind. Uh, okay. I say a little bit, I'm, I'm a lot behind. Um, but it's literally such a fantastic series. It's just absolutely beautiful. Um, and like the art is uh the art is just to die for i actually have like all of the translated english volumes i have it as like a collection on my bookshelf and then i nice. actually have another um, series by the same author just because i love this author's art style yeah. and just like how they write i just love it so so much um so that's my pick is Witch Hat Atelier. Nice. And I would nice. If you're interested in manga and you're into fantasy, um, I would definitely check it out. It's really super cool. It has, obviously, magic um, and witches. And it also has, like, a huge, like, good versus evil um, complex in it. And it's just, oh, it's just so good. Like, I cannot, I cannot say enough, like, how much I love Witch Hat Atelier.
0: Interesting. I'll check it out. That's I haven't heard of it, and that sounds really cool, especially with, like, Mm -hmm. how it's still going, because I know a lot of, like, the the big, like, manga series are done, or they're just on, like, issue, like, 400-something. Yeah, so this
1: one, um, from what I understand, it's relatively new, Um, and so it's, like, I think it's serialized pretty regularly. Like I said, I'm pretty behind on it. I honestly haven't been consuming a lot of media except for (laughs) video games
0: lately. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well... Speaking so, of, it, oh, actually, no, shoot, before we go into video games, the oh, little yeah. mini one, yeah, yeah the, we have to the, do the, the mini fun one. What food dish would you bring if you could just snap your fingers and have it on the
1: island? I, okay, so this is really cheesy. A couple years ago, okay, I say a couple, I think it was actually like five or six, Cracker Barrel had a very delicious summer, limited summer themed dessert called the S'mores Campfire Brownie. <laughs> and for my birthday last year, I found a copycat recipe and I made it myself. So that is what I would take. It is a layer of graham cracker, like a graham cracker crust, like a really thick, fudgy brownie. And then there's a marshmallow that, like, whenever you make it at home, like, you, like, make the graham cracker crust. And you yep. make the brownie layer and you bake it. And then, like, you take it out and you let it cool. And then you, like, lay all the marshmallows on top and you stick it back in the oven on the broil setting. So that way it, like, broils. And so it would be s'mores campfire brownie wow. with some vanilla ice cream
0: that sounds insane oh my god
1: it's so good yeah and those are actually really easy to make
0: yeah I mean that sounds like a really fun like okay it's not too complicated it's not like a cake or something where you have to like really go crazy with it interesting okay yeah and that would be man that would be really good for the island because like yeah there's no way you're gonna have marshmallows terrible, or... I
1: have a terrible sweet tooth so it yeah. has to be something sweet
0: See, I'm really not a sweet tooth, but s'mores is like one of those exceptions where it's like, oh my god, they're just so good, you know. S'mores,
1: s'mores, one of my favorite.
0: <laughs> yeah. Favorite and foods. I, I hate trying to make them like, just like like my family has a fire pit type thing in the backyard, because yeah. then you gotta like drag everything out, and it's like you you know you drop stuff, it gets messy, it melts all over your hands. Like I love just kind of like, having them when. That's there. the
1: enjoyment, though.
0: Yeah, like, but what I love is when you make it inside. It's about the experience. That's <laughs> true. My that wife- is true.
1: In the microwave, no, 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 no. Thomas like, Martin, don't you know, tell me that you I'm prefer saying... microwave s'mores to campfire s'mores.
0: I'm saying, I'm saying the 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 oven idea to me is really cool because it's like oh, yeah. it's it's like more even than a microwave for sure. But then it's just like, oh yeah. Then it's not like I'm in the dark. There's smoke in my eyes, you know. Because I do love the experience, but oof, sometimes it's experience. like
1: experience. It's it's the struggle. It's the struggle for the sweetness.
0: <laughs> maybe that maybe that is a good point. Maybe that is a good point. And, and honestly, I will say like it also depends a lot of times like what you're using right like like is it a good enough yeah. graham cracker is it a is it a shitty marshmallow you know is it shitty chocolate i love dark yeah. chocolate but but i don't think for s'mores i feel like for s'mores it's got to be milk chocolate It's got to be sweeter be you know what i mean yeah. like i love dark chocolate but not for s'mores you know yeah. but you know that's that's great that's fantastic um so the last segment all right video game i'm very curious because i know you're a gamer i'm very <laughs> curious what you're gonna pick for this <laughs>
1: Don't, don't hype it up and make me sound like I'm a gamer. I'm like, okay, so I'm always like, I wish I was a gamer girl. And all of my friends are like, Zoe, what are you talking about? You are a gamer yeah. girl. <laughs> um, so I thought long and hard about this. And I was like, okay, do I choose? Do I choose something goofy? Like like Slime Rancher? No, I can't do Slime Rancher. And so I was whenever I first started thinking about it, I was really invested in Hades game. That's oh why so I was yeah. like, Hades game is going to be the perfect pick. You know, like it's an endless, like roguelike dungeon. Or, yeah. Like you can't go wrong with it. But I was like, no, 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 no. What game speaks to my heart? And this game I have realized is the reason I like Japanese media. Because whenever I was very young and I was still living in Missouri, we bought this like, random deluxe edition of this Japanese RPG game called Atelier Verona. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> so Atelier Verona is a very cute Japanese RPG game based around the concept of alchemy and cute girls doing cute things. <laughs> <And> so,
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. You
1: can buy these bundle packs that have like, they're, like, set up, they're set up as, like, trilogy games, so I would take one of the trilogy sets, um, preferably all of them. But basically, Natalia Roronam, this is, like, the very first, like, ported edition, you know, like, it's the big deal. I have, like, an art book from it that I have just always been fascinated yeah. with. And I really, like, I was thinking about it, I'm like, why do I like Japanese media? Oh, well, it's because of that goofy game that you played when you were, like, 10 or 12 years old. So... <laughs> game is about this girl named rona and she is having to like she is a an apprentice to like this alchemy teacher and the alchemy teacher is just like totally deadbeat and in order to save the alchemy shop from being shut down by the kingdom you have to like complete all of these time tasked time timed tasks so like I think like one of them that I remember is like you have to build all these bombs and so like you have to like use alchemy to make all these bombs and so there's like like NPC mechanics where like you have to like train up your team and so then like you go out into the wild and you collect materials and you come back and you like mix it up in alchemy yeah. and then ta-da, you have all these bombs you have to turn them in you have to like turn in so many they have to be like of a certain quality and then there's like little bonus things and so then you also have to like manage like how do the people in the town view you and so you like take on these extra quests <laughs> and then like you interact with like the townspeople and like you unlock like this sundry shop where like if you want to, you can make extra stuff and sell it at the shop so you have more money. And, like, it's, like, this big, like, task management game that is pretty much just, like, cute girls doing cute things. Um, And I never actually finished Atelier Verona, but, like, I've just been slowly buying up all of the games, and they have them on Switch. And so I'm like, I'm going to buy them on Switch, and then, hint, hint, "Um, I'm going to stream them eventually. (laughs) Um, But... I just want to, like, play all of these games. I'm like, okay, nothing else to do on the island. We're playing Atelier. So nice. my pick is kind of, like, between, like, an endless game, like Hades game, which is also a very good game, everyone. Uh, you know, like, game of the year. Yeah. Um, but then also, like, my main pick is Atelier. But then I'm also going to do a bonus pick. Okay. Because um, I cannot go on this show and not talk about, literally, the story and game that has, like, stolen my heart and my wallet. So... It's time for the long-term ramble. I'm interested in a Japanese mobile game called Mohotsukai no Yakusoku, which translates to Promise of Wizard or Wizard's Promise, depending on, like, how you translate it. Okay. Um, Wizard's Promise is, at its most basic, um, a Japanese gacha game, which means that you use, like, the little in-game credits and you, like roll in this little roulette and then you'll get like so many little cards and it's a card collecting game. Okay. Um but the storyline and premise of uh Promise of Wizard literally has stolen my heart from day one and I am like so invested in I'm actually gonna call it Mahoyaku because that's usually what I call Look, it. Go for it. Um so I like can't ever actually form sentences about how important this game is to me without like wanting to cry because the storyline, every single character, just like every single thing is just so amazing and fantastic. Like I'm I'm getting emotional right now talking it's okay, about yeah. it. It's, it is so important to me. Like, okay, one of the big themes in Maho is about making promises. So it's about wizards. And if y'all can't tell, I love wizards. All,
0: yeah, that already sounds really cool.
1: I think it's been in, like, every one of my picks, a wizard. Um, but at its core, it's about this character, Akira, who gets st- stuck in another world with wizards. And in that world, unfortunately, the moon attacks the planet. And so the wizards have to stop the moon. <laughs> and the wizards that you interact with are called the Sages Wizards because that is, like, what the player character is called. Um is like the sage and it's about the interactions and the relationships between each of the characters um and so there are five different countries that like you like in Japanese games, there's always, like, units. And so, like, in this one, it's countries. Um, and so I have to, like, gush about my favorite character. His name is Rutil Flores. He is from the South. Um, he is literally the most perfect character in the entire world. He looks a lot like... He looks a lot like Howl whenever he has blonde hair. So, like, if you ever decide to look at the Yaku cast, which I suggest because they are all beautiful Ikumen... Um, um, the one that looks like Howl is my boy. So anyway, let me like let me just tell y'all a bit about Rutil Flores. Um, he is a teacher from the south. He has a younger brother named Mital. Um, uh, but the pro- the like big deal about Mital and Rutil is that whenever Mital was being born, both his mother and Mital were dying, and Ruta, uh, Rutil gave up half of his powers in order to save um Mital. and so like. Rutile could have been, like, one of the strongest wizards, but, like, literally, I think he says this word for word is, like, I would never do that because I love Mital so much, and, Aww. like, I couldn't live in a world without Mital, and I'm, like, Aww. no! No, my heart! Um. So, anyway, like, me gushing about Rutile aside... Uh, Mahoyaku is just truly such a beautiful game and has so many amazing stories and like there are these like little character segments and there's this one character who was kind of in like a churchy cult um, but he's interacting with like the player character and he like starts crying because he doesn't know what to do and like there's just so many of these moments where you're seeing such like raw human emotions from every single character um, and just like seeing the relationships between every single character is just it's so gorgeous like I cannot stress enough how much Mahoyaku means to me um like I have a whole little like merch shrine (laughs) dedicated to Mahoyaku like it has the anniversary art book it has like a whole bunch of anniversary merch like if you want Mahoyaku is literally one of the most beautiful games ever and I 100% recommend it to anyone regardless of like regardless of anything the only problem is is you have to make a Japanese app look
0: Because I'm yeah, so, genuinely shocked because like in the west mobile games are just kind of garbage like there's a few exceptions but like I'm just shocked that there's not only is there that much of like quality that you're like you know praising it that much but like there's yeah. like merch and there's like an art book? Oh, like, my goodness. whoa, you know? Like... There,
1: there is so much. Like, Mahoyaku actually just had a collab with a makeup brand. Wow. For, like, an eyeshadow palette. Like, today I just saw, like, they're having a jewelry collab.
0: Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, they
1: actually released, like, the background music uh, CD, like, for pre-order. Yeah. Which I definitely pre-ordered um <laughs> and i would take that with me on the island yeah. but i wanted to like save mahoyaku as yeah. like the kind of culminating oh, that's, that's
0: awesome yeah well yeah. And, like that thing too it's like i love hearing about like just the like this is my ultimate thing you know what i mean yeah. like for me i guess it'd be star wars or whatever but like that's phenomenal yeah and like to me it's so fascinating because it's something that i'm not used to interacting with like you know a mobile yeah. Wii, it's like whoa you know yep. so is it like wow it's like how long have you been playing it um
1: um I'm coming up on the one year mark, I think, That's for playing. It, you're already for that? like from wow. yeah, like for me personally playing okay, it. Okay. Like Maho Yaku only hit one year in November. Like it's only wow. like we actually just had we wow, look at me. Um we actually just had the 1.5 anniversary celebration, which had yes. a very cute piece of retail artwork um uh, <laughs> that I ended up cleaning up and it's my profile picture on my anime Twitter. Um but yeah, so I mean, I guess I can talk about it as a game. It's really basic. So, um, wow. How do I even begin to describe this? So it's a trainer game. So you pull these cards and then for each card, um, it kind of has, okay. I say for each, um, it's not really like directly one-to-one for each, but there is a related like chibi, uh, little like character that does damage. And so you do like you, like, train up these cards. And, oh, I forgot to, like, mention the biggest draw about Maho Yaku is it's in live 2D. So, like, you can, like, tap on the characters oh. and they'll, like, move around and, like, interact. Kind of like a VTuber does. That's cool, If yeah. you're familiar with VTubers. Um, but super beautiful. Um, gorgeous animation. Like... This is I'm gonna like geek out a, for a second. So, if you tap on each of their heads, they all have like different kind of like reactions to it, and it's really sad. So this is how much I love Rutil. Um, I have his little like reaction memorized, <laughs> but he's like, oh, like usually it's me patting other people on the head because he's a school teacher. Um, but it does feel nice to be patted on the head, like, a <laughs> cute. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry, uh I just I love Rutil so so much. Like, if y'all are familiar, he's a comfort character. Like I said it at the beginning, I'm cringe, but I am free. Like I love Rootil so much. I already have like plans made for his birthday. Like I'm baking him with cake, I'm making yes. his favorite food. So I'm actually gonna make a YouTube video and <laughs> it's gonna be titled making eggs benedict for an anime boy's birthday so y'all can watch me struggle on
0: that, honestly
1: yeah i'm hoping to <laughs> um but this is also kind of my like accountability thing to actually follow through with it now by putting it, into putting the it out podcast,
0: then, yeah yeah
1: putting it out so that way i actually do it yeah. um <laughs> but i just oh i love him so much um but like kind of going back to how you play maho yaku um, so, yeah, you basically, like, train them up, like, it has this little screen, and you have to, like, there's, like, different little attributes that you can train, and you have to, like, manage if they're getting tired, and, like, how their levels are looking, and, like, depending on how the levels look, you get the different chibis, um, and then, like, you want, like, really strong chibis, so that way you can, like, use them in the battles, so that way yeah. you can get more points, um, and then in true mobile game fashion, there are limited run, like, events, yeah. and, uh, so, like, you try to, like, get a whole bunch of points. That way you can either get the limited edition cards or you can, like, save up the gems to, like, pull in the little, like, roulette. Um, and, like, it's not even really a roulette. You know, like, the concept of, like... You know, like, the little boxes with, like, the bouncy balls in them?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And, like, you stick the quarter in or whatever and you yeah, twist it. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, what do I get? That is, like, what the concept oh, of, like, a gotcha oh, okay, game yeah. is. Uh, and so... You have, like, just, like, the little single ones where it's, like, oh, only, like, so many little, like, it's 30 gems to do a single one, while it's, like, 300 gems, and you get 10 of them. Um, And so, I'm a little bit of a card collector, and what I really like about Mahoyaku is that you don't have to, like, bloom the cards, so, like, there's only one version of the card art in other games, like, you have to get two copies of it, so that way you can bloom it, so that way, like you have the other version of the card art. And I did play a game like that. Um, but in Mahoyaku, you want to get five copies of one card, so that way you can like fully max it out. But yeah. for me, just having one copy is enough.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm curious, Like, is it heavily monetized? Or is it just like...
1: Um, so, it's one of those like freemium kind of games where like you can play it without spending any money. Um, but... You can spend money, so you can get in game currency, so yeah. you can do more pulls.
0: I just you know, I know a lot of like Western ones are just horrible at like, yeah, we're free, quote unquote, but it's like really hard to play, you know?
1: Yeah, um, you can you can play Mahoyaku like totally free if you want, but you know,
0: yeah.
1: adding some money yeah means that yeah. you can pull two times.
0: Yeah, do more try so, and get yeah. your best
1: boy, <laughs> or you could pull ten times and cry when he doesn't come home. (laughs) Or (laughs) you can save up all of the storyline coins and then binge through the storyline really fast on the anniversary and then do one final pull with all of your last free gems and cry whenever your best boy comes home, (laughs) finally. (laughs) That definitely has not happened. I definitely haven't shed real tears over pixels on a screen.
0: I mean, I, I think all gamers have done it over something at some point. Whether it's a reveal or I mean, I remember crying over Fallout Four. I, I'll I'll never forget that in a classroom. That was the worst thing. In public, it was like, Oh my god, it's finally. Oh, yeah, happening. I cried oh in god. Public. yeah. So yeah. I was in the
1: break room. I was in the break room. And then I did I was it was just me in the break room and I did one final pull and he came home and I had like tears streaming down my face. And then a whole bunch of people walked in and they're like, Are you okay? And oh, I'm my like, god. Yeah, my best boy came home. <laughs>
0: so yeah. Nice, nice. Well, no, that's, I mean, that's fascinating. I mean, that that just is interesting to me more than anything, just because I'm, it's, it's like the one area of gaming I'm, like, so far removed from is good mobile games, you know what I mean? Interesting, okay.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, if you'd like to foray into uh, mobile games, I would 100% recommend um, the game A3. It is actually available, translated, and it has an anime. Um, It's about a theater troop well actually it's about four theater troops um but the really cool thing is that like the main character actually has like a personality um and it's it's like a really cool really beautiful game that was actually one of the first Gotcha games i played yeah. um and yeah thinking back on a3 it's a fun place in my heart
0: yeah well any last words about your game pick
1: um no i don't think so
0: okay well any last things you want to say i guess
1: Yeah, so I'm actually going to kind of promote a couple other uh, really cool things I think that should kind of be talked about. Um, So, if possible, um, I think a really cool element to bring would be a podcast. And so, I'm going to promote this really cool Mm. horror podcast I've been binging. Um, It's called the Magnus Archives. It actually just recently finished. Um, It is a horror podcast told through a series of given statements. um, And like there's like an overarching plot. It has five seasons, I believe, um, and it's just a really, really cool horror podcast that I like. Can't recommend enough. I've been binging it at work and between listening to in between yeah. listening to episodes of this.
0: I cannot believe I have not thought of adding podcast in there. That is yep. that is probably going to be a new. I, I probably made like a mini segment just because I like the the clean five number for like the description and stuff. But I'm gonna add that in there yeah. for sure because yeah, like wow yeah i mean no that's a good point because like i love my basic podcasts with news and video game news whatever but they're those just amazing podcasts like you know the classics like like some of the more boring adult ones like you know npr and all that stuff but yeah just like those stories and those like really good like almost anthologies and that kind of thing oh my god okay that's awesome yeah what else do you want to promote
1: um let's see I have a I have a little, little list. Go for it. Um, I was thinking about kind of promoting like either a multimedia project or a drama CD. Um, these are just really cool forms of media that I would also want to bring with me. Um, so a multimedia project is just like some kind of series that has more than one form. Yeah. Um, and I kind of hate to like, I hate that this is the one that I want to bring with me just because it's a little bit cringy and like the the like anime. It's not even really anime. It, like. I don't even know how to describe like what this is. So during the music segment, I kind of referenced um, a multimedia project about Japanese rap and like people who are versed in it or like yeah. people who are my friends and they're be like, Oh my God, here she goes again. Um, so this is a project called hypnosis microphone. And it started out as a series of, um, cds with drama tracks um and it was really cool it was like kind of what bridged the gap for me from like anime and manga into like some of the more niche things um in japanese media um and it's really cool personally i think because it's like a music project um and it has like these cool drama cds um and then it also has a manga it has an anime it has mobile game and it has like it has six different rap groups, six different rap groups, um, and each of them, I think, have two albums now, wow. except for maybe two groups, um, and then each of the groups have to battle each other, and this is, like, they're, like, rap battles, Yeah. Um, and so people who knew me in Texas, like right after we graduated, I got really into it. Yeah. And I was always like trying to get people to like listen to it. I'm like, it's on Spotify. Like you don't have to do like anything weird. Like you don't have to download a VPN and then like switch your location to your <laughs> You could just listen to it on Spotify. Like... I think it's, I, at the time thought it was really, really cool. I'm not as into it now, but it it does kind of hold a special place in my heart. So, Hypnosis Microphone is a really kind of cool thing that got me really deep into Japanese media. Like, without Hypnosis Microphone, I probably wouldn't have found, I wouldn't have found uh, Promise of Wizard Yaku. Yeah. Interesting. Super, super, super thing Thing that's yeah. super close to my heart. Um, and then just another kind of project I kind of want to promote um, kind of on the similar vein is Paradox Live. They have a kind of a wider range of music, but it's the same concept um, where it's like these different groups and they have to do like these different battles. Except for in that one, they just do battle songs. So it's like this song versus this song. Okay, they don't, got like, it. Yeah. And um, Hypnosis Microphone, they do um, like...
0: one of the rap battles
1: yeah it's like a traditional rap battle so it's like one verse and the other from each team i think it's super cool um i actually haven't like watched the anime i'm not caught up with the three manga lines that they have but it holds a special place in my heart just because like it was this thing that i was just like this is so cool yeah
0: no that's fascinating Um, and then yeah and
1: then finally i'm gonna promote uh dear vocalist which is another music project that has um I don't even know how many bands there are at this point. Excuse me, hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I'm no, okay. talking too much and getting excited. So, um... It has these different music groups, and they all have, like, drama track CDs. Uh, on this one, you kind of take the role as, like, each of, like, the band members' girlfriends. And Dear Bo is kind of crazy, but, like, I would want it on the island with me just because I'm, like, Dear Bo is cool. <laughs> um, you have to listen to the music on SoundCloud, though. Unfortunately, it yeah. is region locked on Spotify. Um, but... going to be the little Japanese media promoter
0: (laughs) no that's awesome that's really cool I mean it brings something different like you know everyone that I've had on the podcast so far oh my god I think maybe everyone is in Texas right now except for you I'm trying to think there's any exceptions so like a lot of that culture is pretty similar or pretty based in America pretty just kind of based so that's really really cool though anything else Any, any kind of final notes or anything like that um
1: I really think so, like, yeah. I don't, I don't think I really have anything to say except for like just like outro stuff.
0: Yeah, well, I was gonna ask, and we can kind of go to the outro now. You know, you mentioned maybe streaming. Do you do that? Do you? I, yeah. I mean, okay,
1: okay. So, right now, I don't actually do that, um, but I actually had like I was thinking about two different ways to introduce myself. Um, whenever I first started, I was like, should I be like normal and be like, hi, my name Zoe? Like, I my usual little spiel is I'm a multimedia hobbyist um, with a particular passion for writing and creating original characters and plot lines. Um, and I like to dabble kind of in like a variety of media and medium specifically um, like, I like to do a little bit of art stuff. Um, I'm looking at getting into like palm or clay and specifically like decadent. Um, And then I'm also thinking about kind of branching out and going into some kind of media platform, some kind of like video media platform. Um, I don't have like any kind of like skill or history. Okay, that's a little bit of a lie. I had a YouTube channel a while, a while back. (laughs) Um, But I'm thinking about coming back to YouTube and creating um, kind of like, just fun dream life content, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so basically, I want to create a YouTube channel and or a tri- uh, like st- stream on Twitch um, to explore my hobbies and like kind of be held accountable for it because I find that like if I talk about like I can talk about it all day, but unless I kind of have like a deadline, then I don't actually really get anything done. And it has to be an external yeah, deadline. like I really
0: like, feel if that. It's an yeah. internal
1: if it's an internal deadline it's like i know who said that and she's kind of a dumbass so
0: <laughs> oh man i relate to that really hard yeah i mean like yeah the podcast is part of that my re i have like a bl- list of books i did for 2021 i want to read i'm so far behind because i made all the deadlines yeah. myself
1: you know what i mean so, yeah. i
0: totally get that okay yeah yeah interesting well yeah I mean, let, so, it, let me know whenever you decide to like fully stream i'll, I'll shut it up for sure
1: okay cool yeah um, so I'm actually like I don't kind of have any like concrete plans like the only kind of concrete plan I have right now is uh, making that those eggs for yeah, yeah. my anime boy's birthday <laughs> yeah. um, and that his birthday is coming up on July 1st so oh wow yeah but regardless um, I don't know I mean if y'all would like to find me on my dream life stuff it's going to be at the tag zumeo which is spelled z-o-o-m-i-e-y-o um and that'll be hopefully on youtube it's on twitter it's a locked account right now just because i don't have anything on it i am on instagram there's nothing on there um youtube instagram twitter and then maybe twitch um but i don't know yet no concrete plans but as far as like if you want to find me but if you're like really interested in anime content um i'm not really active on anime twitter very much anymore um but if you want i guess you can follow my personal instagram at queen zor uh spelled like queen and then z-o-r-r um and i guess if you're like really super interested in like the other stuff that i kind of do you can find me on instagram at z dot ie um and that's my pin collection account so that's kind of what i do right now
0: perfect yeah it gives everyone kind of a broad array of like what, to where to kind of find you what to follow if you're interested if you want
1: normal stuff that's queen's or if you want anime stuff that's the zb instagram account um and then eventually if you'd like to see some of the more creative projects that i plan on doing that'll be at zumeo
0: perfect awesome well thank you zoe Uh, yeah I want to say like always, you know, thanks for coming on. Uh, It was awesome. Um, You know, like always, I know it's more, it's weirder to do it on on virtual and all that kind of stuff. So thanks for, you know, finding a good time to do it and kind of be willing to do it, you know. Um, Yeah. um, Trying to think real quick because I get lost in in what I'm going to do for the outside (laughs) stuff. Anyway, so guys, that was the episode. Um, We will be back in two weeks uh, from when this is posted, which will be two weeks from Friday. So I want to say like, late to mid mid to late june so we're looking at probably i would say the 25th of june as when the uh next episode will be so you know keeping an eye out for that um around that time maybe a little bit after i'm gonna have my other podcast project up probably so i will definitely be shouting that out on the next podcast as well as on like my social and that kind of stuff so you know like always if you want to if you want to follow me uh it's thomas in photos on instagram uh thomas and then in and then photos no spaces no none of that it's just very simple i somehow grabbed that a long time ago and got really lucky and so i got it um but yeah i don't really post a whole lot but when i do post major updates for the show it'll be there on my story that kind of stuff um so thank you guys for listening in um you know we'll see you in about two weeks and uh have a good one thanks so much